Hi and welcome to Scott Bryant's Fitness Systems. Thank you for clicking on the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you very much. Well, this podcast is all about your fitness program. Why do you not have one? And why do you think it's good enough to have it in your head? Now, if the body is more complex than a car engine, why would you think it's good enough just to have your program in your head? When different muscles that you train in the gym cause different responses. So let's say you're doing heavy benching all the time. This could increase forward head posture, which could be giving you neck pain. The same as if you're doing too much hamstring training and not enough quad training, one muscle, the quad muscle may be tighter than the hamstring which means that you'll be quad dominant, which may be giving you knee pain. The same as if you're doing your abdominals to death by doing (laughs) abdominal crunches all the time. This will make rectus abdominis too tight, pull your head and your posture forward, which then could be contributing to lower back pain. Or you could be doing too much lower back work and not enough ab work, so you have strong lower back and weak abs, which will then make the back weak. Now, as a master pull check practitioner in London, I do about 150 assessments in a four hour time span to find out exactly what you should be doing and what you should not be doing in the gym. So let's say I saw a osteopath in the gym recently and he was doing squats on a Smith machine. Now I know in through my own mistake many years ago, trying to do heavy bench pressing on a Smith machine, then going to a free bar, I couldn't do nowhere near as much. So realizing that the Smith machine is really designed for people with disabilities in their muscle systems and not for people that want to get gargantuan strength or get stronger. So walking around the gym recently, I spoke to about 50 members and them 50 members all said that they had their exercise program in their heads. So that was telling me that they think they're super intelligent, that they know more about their body than what they do about fixing their own car. So if your body is more complex than a car engine, and you're deciding to design yourself a program, not knowing anatomy and physiology, not knowing about physiological load in the body, and not knowing about what different exercises can cause a problem. Like for instance, if you're doing the uh, plank where you're laying down and you've got your toes on the floor and your elbows on the floor, and you're raising yourself up, After about five or six seconds, if you've got a disc herniation at L5-S1, you would be causing a big problem in your lower back just by doing that one exercise that I tell everybody not to do. Simply because 72% of people may be exercising with a disc herniation waiting to happen. I would say probably 85% of people are setting themselves up for a back injury, neck injury, shoulder injury, knee injury, 
just from bad form, bad technique, and no exercise program. An exercise program is 100% needed in which for you to be able to uh, track your progress, your improvements, and maybe take exercises out that may be causing a problem. So to see more than 50% or 50 people in a gym with a membership of 900, with no exercise program, just blew my mind. But from a personal training point of view, it's a great thing because there's lots of people that you can market to, to get an exercise, to design them an exercise program. But unfortunately, many, many, many personal trainers don't even understand program design. All they understand is reps for hypertrophy, gaining muscle, or uh, or reps for getting supreme strength from one to six reps. They don't understand how many sets that you should be doing in which to get optimum performance and how many exercises you should be doing for optimum performance. And I've seen circuit training programs, physiotherapy training programs, which clients have had from physiotherapists with 27 exercises in it. Now, if you've got 27 exercises and you've got knee pain and the first exercise the physio gives you is cycling and he didn't even address the glute med muscle to find out whether it was weak or strong, if the glute med muscle is weak, then it'll affect the way that the knee tracks when you're cycling. So as soon as I got that client's program, I took cycling out straight away. And as soon as I took cycling out as a warm up, oh, my knee's feeling better, Scott. Within two days, because of the 25 exercises the physio had given the client, it was causing massive overload in certain muscles in the body which stopped the client from improving and benefiting and this is a big problem with not all physios but some physios they don't exercise themselves they don't study uh, program design to know exactly what they can give to the client if they've got high physiological load in the body and what i mean by physiological load in the body is that if they've got hormonal issues, dietary issues, stress from their partner, stress from their job, stress from the mortgage, stress from family, all this summates and builds up in the body. And as it builds up in the body, it comes out in the body as pain. So I started uh, when I was at this gym and I assessed probably about 100 people, like quick assessments, not the deep four hour one that I do. Uh, nearly everyone had hip flexor tightness, hamstring tightness, quad tightness, chest tightness, neck tightness, jaw tightness, ankle tightness, calf tightness. And 99% of them didn't even know how to breathe correctly when they were exercising. This was really shocking to me, considering I've been in the industry for 21 years, or 22, coming up to 22 in January. You would have thought that with personal trainers coming through constantly, 
that these issues would have been halved. But unfortunately, studying with Premier, YMCA, NASM and doing all these different study courses, they don't look in-depthly enough for the £3,000 that you pay. They give you basic, very, very basic stuff. And that's why I studied with the Czech Institute to go that much deeper, to make sure that my programs are near on perfect for my clients and to get them where they need to be with uh, their physiological load. Gyms don't even look at physiological load. They let you join, they might do a blood pressure cuff assessment, a mini flexibility assessment, then design you a program and then they'll ask you, do you want hypertrophy or do you want strength or do you want endurance? And as soon as you say endurance, it's 27 exercises or do a circuit class. Uh, but if you're saying strength, uh, the gym that I was at didn't want anyone getting stronger, even though they had 50 kilo dumbbells in the gym, which to me didn't make any sense. So really, if you don't understand anatomy and physiology and how uh, muscles, nerves, segments and spinal pathology, then you just doing squats, if you've got weak lower abdominals and your pelvis goes under as you squat, could be setting you up for a big injury. The same as if you've got a forward head posture and you're doing lots and lots of bench pressing because you was always arguing with your dad, for argument's sake, if you're a geezer. And you find that uh, you start getting neck pain or you might get uh, upper back pain. It could be because you're overtraining your pectoral muscles. So it's easy to have big gargantuan, well, it's not easy, but to have bigger muscles like big chest, big arms and stuff like that is okay. But if you're not doing flexibility work as well as strength and conditioning work, this could be setting you up for an injury. So I remember a couple of years ago, a friend of mine in the gym ripped his pectoral off the bone from doing a, a power chest exercise for ego in the gym. And normally when you uh, rip a muscle like that, you've not really set it up for uh, flexibility work as well as stability work in that muscle. So it becomes very, very strong. And this is one thing I liked about Arnold is that when he first started his training regime, he got records in uh, powerlifting. So he'd set his body up to be very, very strong by building a good foundation. And unfortunately, many people, when they either start in the gym or even if they've been training in the gym for years, which I've worked with many clients that have trained in the gym for years, when they come to see me, it's you're doing that wrong, you're doing that wrong, you're doing that wrong, which I don't mean to be negative, but it's what I've learned and how I understand the body at a deeper level. So one of my clients had trained with probably 10 different trainers and none of them got the result that I got by increasing his golf drive by 60 to 70 yards and lowering his, his handicap because I looked at the body from a physiological load point of view and looked at giving him less, not more. 
So if this client had a bad day at work, we'd do Qigong type exercises, which can be quite strenuous, uh, especially if you're doing uh, 50 breathing squats on a 2-2-2, on a 3-3-3 or 4-4-4 speed tempo, which after doing them amount of breathing squats, you feel like you've squatted a thousand kilos without any, without any weight, just your body weight. And this is fundamentally what a lot of PTs don't understand, as well as clients don't understand. They just think they need to do 20 minutes of cardio and that's enough. Or they just need to do, uh, right, I'm gonna isolate the, uh, the shoulders and I'm gonna do 10 exercises on my shoulders and wonder why I don't increase in size. And that's because they've got a bodybuilding mentality. But unless you're taking anabolic steroids, you won't get the same results and you're probably purely overtraining. And this is why I use a whole body uh, approach to even my own exercise program. But I have found that doing either pushing patterns on one day and pulling patterns another day, much more beneficial to my body. But every person is an individual, like I've said in my other podcasts, that our eyes are not the same color, our fingerprints are not the same, your hand size to my hand size won't be the same. So none of us can have the same generic program. We all need a specialized program for our individualized needs. So just because one person gets a disherniation or may get a disherniation from doing the plank doesn't mean that the other person that's training their core and their lower back together or keeping them equally as strong may never get a disherniation and it may uh, give them more strength. But it depends on postural alignment, it depends on leg length discrepancy, it depends on many, many other elements that I've learned in the last 21 years. So really the top tips that I can give you for a program is one, you must have a program. Two, get an elite professional to design your program. So my programs are very expensive once I've done the assessment because of all the time I have to spend working out what you exactly need once I've done the 150 assessments and uh, the gym assessment to find out exactly what you can and can't do. And then after this, then I design the program for you, take you through it so I can see that you know exactly what you're doing. Because some people, even though they're exercising in the gym three, four days a week, they may be a uh, person that no matter what way I tried to show them to do the, the chest press, they still can't do it correctly, simply because they're classically called a motor moron, where they just can't remember movement patterns, whereas other people like myself can remember it very, very quickly. For me to learn my uh, crossing of hands on my Qigong exercise, took me about two days to learn, but six months to master. Does that make sense? So some people, no matter how you show them the exercise, they'll always do it wrong because of they've not been through 
the motor engram in which to change. So to put a bad exercise in only takes 300 movements. For somebody like me to change it takes three to 5,000. Can you see why you need a training program in which to make sure you get it right? And the other thing with muscles is that if you're cold when you go into the gym and you're not warmed up fully, this can affect the way that <laughs> the muscle fires and works. And this can set you up for an injury. The same as if you've got 25 exercises, but your, but your session is only 40 minutes, and then you're doing the 25 exercises five days a week, which would be categorized as overtraining, most definitely. And when it comes to uh, bodybuilding programs, I hear guys going in the gym, oh, I'm doing chest today, doing chest and back today. Okay, so you're doing chest and back today, but does chest and back work on its own? So what I mean by that is if you're doing a, a standing chest press with the cables, you'll be incorporating your ankles, your quads, your abdominals, the pectoral muscle, as well as your uh, tricep, bicep, and neck, and your breathing. Whereas if you're doing it laying on a bench, you would only be incorporating triceps, shoulders, pectoral, neck, maybe your tongue, and your breathing. Can you see the difference? And the same as if you're doing bent over row on a, on a bench where you've uh, put the bench on an incline. Yes, you'll be isolating the muscle more, but you will be missing key muscles out at the same time. So can, can you see where you must integrate other muscles in which to get balance? The same as if you overtrain your chest and don't train your back, you'll have weakness in your back and you'll have a strong chest, but then you'll have a forward head, which will then give you lower back pain. Can you see where the body needs to be mapped when you're doing your exercise program? The same as how much rest and relaxation are you getting between each set in which to make sure that you get the optimum out of your workout. I find for me, if I'm doing strength, I will rest from one to five minutes and maybe 10 minutes if I'm going very, very heavy. But obviously if you're in a busy gym, other people get the hump if you're in the power rack for 10 minutes and you're only doing one rep. Uh, but I learned this from a an elite powerlifting strongman in Essex when I used to train in Basildon. And he uh, said to me, Scott, if you wanna, I was in my 20s and he said, Scott, if you wanna get gargantuan strength, you must only do one rep and leave the gym. And I thought he was mad. But understanding program design and strength and conditioning that I've studied for the last 21 years, it 100% works. And I've got a friend, the coach living legend, my friend in Southampton that's a proper strongman, and uh, he does 220 uh, kilos, and he weighs 70 kilos. And uh, he uses this type of method as well as many other methods as well. 
So really, if you're really serious about your exercise program and getting results and staying injury free, you must have a program and not just think like a bodybuilder and uh, not be tracking your progress. Because if you get an injury, say you doing 25 exercises or you're training like a bodybuilder and you can't gain mass in your legs or you can't get uh, strength in your bench press. It could be the simple reason that you've hit a plateau. And if you hit a plateau and you don't change it, your workout program, then you definitely won't improve and you definitely won't increase. You'll just stay at that plateau. The other thing that I see a lot in the gyms is guys going in the gym just to, just for social. So they're talking for 20 minutes, do one set or do five sets, rest for 25 minutes and then do another set. Now this is totally counterproductive to your exercise program if you're looking for results. Now if you're privileged to see me train, I'm not in the gym to talk. I'll talk to you at the end of my session. I won't talk during my session because I know it will be counterproductive to my workout. I document what I'm doing as well. I don't go, oh, I know it all and it's in my head. Uh, I think that's Neanderthal training and this will definitely stop you from improving and getting hypertrophy, especially as you age from 50 onwards. So they say in the literature that hormones are dropping from the age of 21 onwards and for you to stay strong and uh, healthy, it's all about strength and conditioning training which I totally agree with but you can still be strong at 50 60 70 if you've got the right exercise program so uh, I've got a client that I've got uh, lifting uh, 150 kilos he weighs 70 kilos and he's age 60 so remembering that if you take away the load in the body from the strength and conditioning as you age, you'll lose bone mass, you'll lose strength, you'll lose definition, you won't be as toned and you won't be as strong. So really, really important for you to keep your strength up as you age and as you improve in your exercise program. Charlie Francis, the trainer to Ben Johnson, uh, said, I've got his book, Training for Speed, uh, says that if you're not improving by 1% every session, you're doing something completely wrong. And the same as I hear guys going, I'm in the gym six days a week, I'm in the gym seven days a week. Why? You're doing too much. You're not resting enough for the body to repair ligaments, tendons, and muscle. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today all about uh, fitness programs and what really bugs me is to see somebody with no training program when they're in the gym and they think they're so intelligent that they know every muscle every bone and how the body functions when you're exercising but when I ask them questions they can't answer any of them uh, but that's just a bit of my ego I suppose but really if you're into your fitness and you really want to get stronger then you definitely need a specialised programme designed for your genetics, for your body style, not for 
uh, Lee Haney or Dorian Yates or these uh, people that have very low knowledge of anatomy and physiology but have very high knowledge of steroid and drug taking in which to keep your muscle mass and to keep strong. And unfortunately, I've had many bodybuilders phone me when their career is over or they've damaged their body from messing around with their hormonal system and they want to get big, strong and healthy again. But some of them have done too much damage that it can be very hard for them to get back into being strong and big again. Uh, if you look at Flex Wheeler, he lost his leg through all the, all the abuse he's done to himself. Had a fantastic body, brilliant physique, brilliant poser, but unfortunately uh, messing with his hormonal system by cheating. Uh, and I believe that the more that you stay natural as you age, the better the results that you can have. But if you do decide that you want to take anabolic, anabolic steroids or anything to uh, increase your testosterone, just make sure you read everything you can and find a good doctor that is going to check your blood, check your liver, check your kidneys to make sure that you're not doing lots of damage. So hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you want to book me to do a four hour assessment and design your program and get you the strongest you've ever been, 100% guaranteed, I'll improve, I'll improve you by 100% then please go to my website, Active Bright Systems. If you want to purchase my book, go online to uh, Amazon or audiobooks where you can download audio and you can learn about my 21 years of uh, working with clients, getting them stronger, fitter, faster and leaner. And if that's something that you're looking for, you can book me and we can get you strong. doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can come and visit me in the UK or we can do it online. Uh, but thank you very much for listening please share please subscribe please comment as well i love my comments and uh, look forward to chatting to you again soon peace out love healing and happiness to everyone bye bye